Welcome to this week's MicroConf Refresh episode. This week, we are watching a talk from MicroConf 2016, and it's by Claire Liu. The title is An Unconventional Business, 10,000 Users, One-Time Pricing, and a Two-Person Team. This is the second in our Founder Stories series, and Claire's description of her talk is, I run an unconventional business, a profitable bootstrap software company that has over 10,000 people using our product on a one-time pricing model with just a two-person team. How do we do it? I'll share our unconventional approach, why we chose it, and the greatest lessons we've learned along the way. And as a reminder, you can always click through to YouTube if you want to see the visuals. Before we dive into this talk, I wanted to let you know if, if you haven't heard or remind you if you have that MicroConf Remote, which is our online event that we're doing some crazy stuff. I'm super excited about this. It's going to be September 1st from 11 a.m. Eastern to 4 p.m. Eastern. And if you go to microconfremote.com, you can reserve your spot today, buy a ticket for that, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So hope you're able to make that. And with that, let's dive in to this talk from MicroConf 2016 from Claire Liu. Yeah, this is my first time um, at MicroConf. Actually, my first time in Vegas. It's an interesting place. Uh, no, I'm liking it so far. It's good. Um, but no, I'm really excited to, to share a little bit about our company, how we've been running things, um, and yeah, just hopefully some of it ends up being useful. So as Rob mentioned, I'm the CEO of a software tool called Know Your Company. And what we do is we help business owners overcome growing pains. And we specifically work with business owners who have about 25 to 75 employees. And typically, for a lot of you in this room, you, know, you might fit that category. Uh, one thing that you may notice you know, in running your company as you grow from 5 to 10, 30, 40, 50 people is that the feeling of five people in a room, it's very different when you all of a sudden have 25. And knowing how people feel about the business, knowing how people feel about um, you know, what's going on, where things are heading, you just aren't as in touch anymore. And so that's what our software helps with. And we work with um, really over 10,000 employees in about 15 different countries. We work with companies like Airbnb, Kickstarter, uh, Techstars Medium. Uh, so a lot of software companies, but also uh, companies uh, in the retail space, ad agencies, um, let's see, <laughs> uh, you know, even actually churches and nonprofits um, as well. And uh, a funny thing that people will often say to me when they learn about our business is they'll say, Claire, can I ask you a weird question? And I say, sure. And they'll say, how do you make any money? They hear our pricing model, and as Rob mentioned it as well, and it's a little perplexing to them. So what we do is we charge $100 per employee once. So if you have uh, 20 employees, it's $2,000. You pay that just once, and that's it. So no recurring fees, no annual fees, nothing. And for a lot of people, they're like, well, it sounds like you might be leaving money on the table. Like, why did you do that? And does it work? So we get these questions of, OK, you know, why did we price things this way? Does it actually work? Not just about our pricing, but actually about a lot of different aspects of our business. 
uh, whether it's how we sell our software, whether it's how we actually run our company. So that's really what I'm going to talk about today and really pull back the curtain on is exactly, you know, why is it that we do certain things in running Know Your Company? What are things that we've learned from that? What's worked? What's not worked? And then most importantly, what are things that you can actually take away from those experiences and hopefully apply to your own business? So first, a little bit, though, about who I am and how I became the CEO of Know Your Company, a little background, too, about our company's history. So, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Um, about three years ago, I wasn't the CEO of Know Your Company. I was an employee. And I was an employee at an early stage e-commerce startup in Chicago. And I was part of a six-person team. And I was incredibly unhappy. So, so excuse me, so, so unhappy at that job. And the reason I was unhappy, even though the work was challenging, even though uh, you know, I was given a lot of responsibility, my coworkers were great, the reason I was unhappy is because I felt as though I couldn't give feedback to my boss. I felt that if I had an idea, a suggestion, you know, something that I felt like I could share to make the company better, I didn't feel comfortable sharing it. And it drove me insane. You know, I consider myself a pretty upfront honest person. So, uh, you know, I first, for a bit, you know, I just kind of sat with it and was like, okay, I'm just a, you know, disgruntled employee. And then the more I thought about it, the more I researched it, I realized that this is a problem that doesn't affect just this six-person startup. If anything, it affects every single company. And it affects, you know, companies not just with six people, but 16, 60 people, right? And who's doing anything about this? Why, you know, why isn't there a solution to it? So what I ended up deciding to do is to solve it in some way, and quit my job completely cold, had no idea what exactly you know, I wanted, or how I was gonna do this, but committed to really making this um, the problem I wanted to solve and really make it my, uh, my life's work. So I uh, ended up you know, first taking some time just to become an expert on the problem as much as I could. So I devoured every single news article, every single journal, you know, any publication I could get my hands on to become an expert. And as I did this, you know, I started to get some ideas for, okay, you know, how maybe I could help solve this problem. Okay, some theories for what might actually work. And was like, okay, well, these are just ideas. I need to apply them. So I uh, ended up doing a case study on a company where I came in as a consultant. I interviewed every single employee in the company and then presented some recommendations to the company about how they could improve their, their environment. And the craziest thing happened. It, it helped. It worked. So I thought, oh, OK. Well, I didn't envision myself becoming a consultant, but maybe this is something that you know, I'll do. So I ended up starting a consulting business. <clears throat> and because I knew in the back of my head, you know, I don't, I don't want to be a consultant for forever, um, you know, I decided, OK, you know what? I, I bet I could build a, a software product around this. You know, I bet there's a way to automate some of these ideas around the philosophy I have to solve this problem. So uh, I went to you know, learn how to code. The very first company that I started was actually a company called the Starter League. And it was the first beginner-focused software school in Chicago. Um, and one of the first in the country. And we started about five years ago. And so I went back to that school and actually had never taken any of the classes, which is funny. Um, but finally went back, took some of the classes, um, <clears throat> and started to, to work on you know, teaching myself how to code, you know, taking these classes, building a prototype on the side. Um, and around this time, uh, you know, and looking to, you know, to grow my consulting practice, and around this time I got introduced to uh, the CEO of 
37 Signals at the time and now Basecamp, so Jason Freed. And Jason, uh, ironically enough, had grown his company to about 40 people. And it was the biggest their company had ever been in their 15-year history. And you know, he said, Claire, this is, you know, it's crazy that you're working on this problem because I'm suffering from this exact same problem. So two things. One, can we hire you as a consultant? We'll be your first client. And can you come in and work with us on this problem? And then two, you're not going to believe this, but we're building a software product around this. And that was Know Your Company. So they built the software product really um, <clears throat> for themselves. And it was you know, in early, early stages. And I was you know, working on my own product at the time. Um, but came in, you know, did the consulting work for them. It ended up being incredibly helpful. They learned a ton of insights. And you know, as I'm working on my product, you know, I have a couple, country, or a couple companies that um, <clears throat> are interested in it, you know, that are looking to buy it. And you know, know your company for 37 Signals, you know, they launched it as a product, and it's really taking off. So they signed up almost 100 companies in less than six months. So just incredible traction and a huge reason just because you know, the product worked. So here I am, you know, heads down, doing my own thing, trying to grow my consulting practice. I'd taken up um, you know, uh, hostessing at a restaurant on weekend nights. You know, it's, this is, uh, <laughs> for me, I'm like, this is, you know, this, I just want to solve this problem, whatever it takes. And uh, Jason ends up calling me up, and this is about, I would say, yeah, two and a half, or, yeah, two and a half years ago. And says, Claire, I have this crazy idea. New York Company has gotten to be so successful. You know, we, we really just can't you know, manage it. And we want to be focused on Basecamp. We want to go all in on Basecamp. So what if we've never done this before? What if we spun out the company to its own separate company, separate LLC, and then asked you to run it as a CEO? And you would co-own it with us, um, but you would grow your own team, build it out from scratch. You know, what do you think of that idea? I was like, mm, sounds OK. Like, maybe. Maybe I'll take it. Can I think about it right now? So yeah, so uh, that happened in, let's see, December of 2013. So I became the CEO of New York Company um, in, in January of 2014. But I provide that history and I provide that context um, just, I guess, because I feel like here I'm definitely in a room full of peers. And I know the journey is, you know, as, as Des mentioned, it's not always linear. You know, you think something's going to happen, but then it doesn't. Um, <clears throat> but so here we are, you know, two years now into running Know Your Company, growing Know Your Company. And for the first eight months, I actually ran it completely alone. So I was a one-person company doing <laughs> customer support, you know, designing the UI for features. I'd hired a part-time programmer. Um, but really, you know, it was just me. I did all, you know, every single sales call, you know, every single um, bit of marketing. You know, I coded our blog in Rails from scratch, you know, did everything. And then about eight months in, hired our first full-time programmer um, <clears throat> who's still with us today. So we're now a two-person company and have doubled in size. Um, but <laughs> since that time, and in, in, in that time, in those two years, uh, me and the other, the other employee, his name's Matt, you know, we've been really, really deliberate about the choices that we've made in building the company and really deliberate about how we do certain things. And so that's exactly what I'm going to share and what we've learned from that. So first, one of... One of the things that we do, and it's possibly you know, just the most recognizable, is just that we don't show our product on our website at all. So if you go to knowyourcompany.com right now, you'll see a lot of copy, you know, some stuff about values and you know, customer testimonials. And then the only way you can buy the product is if you fill out this form 
and you sign up for a 30-minute in-person demo with me. That's the only way. So why is it that we do that? Seems a little bit odd, especially when you know, the beauty of software in a lot of ways is that you can take something uh, that you know, typically would have to be done manually and in person and scale it. You know, why, why would you go back to doing something so manually? So the reason for this, and the reason why we don't show you know, the product at all, you know, there's no video, no screenshots, nothing, is really because we know exactly the best way that Know Your Company can be used. And we really, really want people to get those good outcomes. We are incredibly focused on making sure people have the best experience possible when they use the product. And so it's really important to us that when people come to our site, they're not just signing up and you know, taking a tour of the product and, and you know, saying that they, they, you know, they want to try it out just, just because, but because they're committed. That you know, they're willing to take 30 minutes out of, out of their day and you know, jump on a call. They're committed. They, you know, they want to act on this feedback. And that's important to us because we know that in order for the software to work, you have to be committed. It's, you know, it's a piece of software where if you want to get honest feedback from your employees, this can't be just you know, uh, a thing where you're trying to check the box on. We know that you, your entire company has to be using the software. It can't just be a slice of it. And that the, the CEO, who's really um, uh, the person who's leading the initiative, is bought in, right? So filtering for that high commitment, turning people away, you know, focusing on making sure that people have really good outcomes, it's huge for us. And so because of that, you know, everything on our site is actually, or sorry, <clears throat> uh, our entire demo is really about that as well. So what we do is, sure, a demo, it's not the most efficient thing in the world. I mean, I'll tell you, it's exhausting, right? And I'm sure, sure for a lot of you who do um, in-person demos as well, I mean, it's, it's a lot of time and energy, right? So it's not the most efficient thing in the world, but it creates trust. So all of a sudden, a CEO you know, who, sits, who is on a call with me is able to establish the trust of, OK, exactly what situations has this worked well in? You know, I get to learn, OK, here, you know, exactly tell me the, the problems that you've been facing, and I'll, and I'll say exactly and pinpoint exactly how our software can help. The other reason we do this is, uh, and, uh, is because you know, when I'm in those demos, I can provide exactly what those best practices are. And again, you know, focusing on making sure that people get really good outcomes. So I can say, oh, you have um, you know, people, you know, the majority of your company is remote, but you have an in-person office. Well, here's how you can use our social question to make sure that you're integrating those people. Oh, you're hiring you know, eight new people you know, on average every single month. Let me tell you how you can use our icebreaker to be able to make sure people feel as though they're being welcomed and you're giving them a good first impression. So I can give these best practices around how to actually use the software because I'm on a call with them, not because you know, I'm just showing them uh, you know, the product on the site. And then the last reason for why we do this is that, in a lot of ways, it's the perfect market research. I can tell you, you know, uh, to, to incredible detail the exact situation in which someone heard about our product, the exact objections, that people have, you know, the first questions or confusions um, that they have when I show them a screen, when I'm taking them through the demo, like it's incredibly, uh, incredible rich information that we've translated to our marketing site, to improving the product, to figuring out, you know, how do we, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> better our messaging. So it, it, it's, it's been really the perfect market research for us and continual market research, right? Continual customer development.
So the results from this in terms of what we learned is that because of this, we actually have incredibly high retention of our customers. Because of the people who are coming in are highly committed, 98% of our customers stick with us. So in terms of churn, it's incredibly, incredibly low. We have really, really great customers. They get a lot out of the product. They talk about us, right? Which then leads to a high number of referrals. Again, if you're focused on getting good outcomes, right, instead of just trying to capture everyone you can, if you're focused on making sure that you, if you know exactly the situation that your software is going to be uh, successful in, you know, and, and you make sure that those outcomes happen for people, people will talk about you. And so 13% of our sales actually come from referrals, which if I guess you're in the restaurant business is probably not the highest number, but in terms of the SaaS business, it definitely is something that we're really proud of. Now, the obvious downside to you know, not showing the product on the site and having to do all these in-person demos is that you know, we are having a lot of people who, who aren't signing up. There are going to be not as many people who are reaching out to begin with. So on average, we get about 26 demo requests a month. I end up demoing about 65% of them because some people might not be a good fit. They might be too big, too small. Um, they just might not end up you know, being interested. Um, so I end up doing about 17 demos per month. I mean, when you think about you know, how, you know, how many or you know, how big that number is, how big it could be, you know, that top of the funnel, it's not as big because we're doing these demos, and we acknowledge that. Now, the takeaway, though, for, I think, uh, for you know, other businesses, though, and, and what we feel really, really strongly about is that focusing, though, on, these, on the fit and the outcome um, of, of what you're able to do, it, it can, I mean, you'd, you'd be surprised the results that it leads to, and so that's something that we've always come back to. It's a big core, and and how we run the company. Another thing that we do is that we turn away potential customers. So I kind of alluded to this. So uh, we know that the software works best if you have uh, really 25 to 75 employees. The most lower bound is 10, so it doesn't work that great if you have less than 10 employees, and it doesn't really work if you have more than 100. And we know this. So if you're not you know, really between 10 and 100 people, we won't sell the software to you, even if you're willing to give us the money to do it. And trust me, we get a lot of requests, especially from bigger companies, 300, 400 per, you know, person companies who say, Claire, we'll give you, you know, 40 grand, like, we'll buy it. Like, I don't even need to look at, like, we just, like, I know I want it. And it's like, we, you know, we can't, we can't give it to you because it's just not going to work. And so just because, you know, someone is willing to give you the money, someone is willing to buy it doesn't mean that you should actually let them. The product simply doesn't work for everyone, so we don't sell it to everyone. We know that we would be doing those customers a huge disservice if we let them use the product. The product would let them down. It just wouldn't work. And then maybe they'd talk poorly about the product. Maybe they'd come back and ask for a refund. It's just it's not worth it to us. For us, what's important is to focus on the people that we know it's exactly going to work for. Now, another segment of people who we focus on because we know that it's important for their buy-in in order for the software to work is that we only work directly with the CEO or someone's manager in a company. And the reason for that is you need to make sure that you have their buy-in in order for the software to work. And so, uh, the, yeah, the nice thing about that is because these people are so committed, because uh, we know that these are going to be the people who 
um, you know, are going to be the decision makers in the company, we naturally get to work with the early adopters. We naturally get to work with people who are willing and excited to build a product and don't have to do as much kind of arm twisting to, to convince them. And so what it's actually resulted in is when I do these in-person demos, we have a pretty high close rate. So I close about 30% of all the demos that we end up doing, so really high conversion rate. So we average about four to five sales. So again, the downside is that the top of the funnel isn't as big because you know, we're doing a lot of this stuff in person, but the trade-off is that we're able to work with people where they'll buy incredibly quickly and it's the right person who's buying. And so again, it comes back to having those really good, that really good outcome. So in terms of that takeaway though, for us, we always try to remember that we have a very specific target in terms of who our product helps. We know exactly who the software is gonna be most successful for. So we stay committed to that. We stay committed to that really narrow audience. And it's hard, again, when you have people who are willing to give you money, you know, who are bigger or smaller, or it might not, you know, you're like, oh, maybe it would work in that situation. You know, maybe, and for us, you know, we have to have the discipline to stay really specific and to pick that narrow niche. Another thing that we do as a company is we never say that we sell employee survey software, or we never say we sell employee engagement software. It's, yeah, just not how we describe ourselves. So if you look on our site, you know, if you ever hear me, you know, talking about what we do as a company, we just, we just don't do that. And the reason for that is because it's not what we sell. We feel like we do not sell employee survey software. That's not the job to be done that we're selling. That's just not what the value is that we're providing for people. So I'll give you, you know, an example. And again, many of you, I'm sure, are familiar with the jobs to be done framework. So you, know, you have a product, say it's a hammer, or maybe it's a lawnmower, or it's a milkshake. You, know, you go to the store to buy you know, a hammer, right? Are you really looking to buy a hammer, or are you looking to hang a picture? Are you really looking to buy a lawnmower, or are you looking to have your lawn be manicured and green? And are you looking to get a milkshake, or are you just really, really hungry, hungry late at night, and you know, it's the perfect thing that's gonna make you, you know, not hungry anymore and feel really good, right? So oftentimes when we think about what we're selling, we tell people we sell a hammer. You know, in our store, you, you, come, you know, come buy our lawnmower, or hey, you know, we make the best milkshakes. And really, that's, that's not what you're selling, right? It's not what you're selling. You're selling a job to be done. And for us, you know, we don't sell employee survey software. What we sell is we sell helping you avoid losing a key employee. We sell helping you overcome company growing pains. We sell that we make it easy for a distributed company to feel connected across the world, right? And it's something, again, we're very deliberate about this in our copy. You know, we have a whole section on our homepage where we talk about, you know, is this you? Have you felt this situation, right, growing? And the amazing thing is, you know, when I do these demos, the reaction that I'll get once, you know, we end up talking to people is they'll say, wow, you know, Claire, I'm on this demo because the copy on your site resonated exactly with what we're going through. It's, you know, no one's actually ever talked, like when I read it, it's exactly what I felt. And so for us, the thing that we always keep in mind is sell to those situations, right? And I think, you know, when you reflect on your own copy on your marketing site or you think about how you pitch, you know, your own product, selling to situations. 
Another thing that we do, and this is what I alluded earlier to in the talk, is that we charge for our software only once. So again, it's $100 per person, and you pay it just once. So again, if you have 30 employees, $3,000. We um, pair this also with a 90-day money-back guarantee. So you know, if you've been using the product for three months, and for some reason it's not working, we'll give you every penny of that. OK, so why, again, you know, why do we do this? A lot of people are confused. You know, it doesn't make sense, right? And the reason why I've uh, been a real believer in this pricing model for our business, at least, and at least for now, is because it really aligns with the value that we're trying to create for our customers. So what I personally believe is that when you're getting feedback from your employees, you should not get feedback from them for just three months or six months or even eight months. My belief is that if you really want to get to know your company, you need to get feedback from your employees for life, for as long as they are with you at the company. And when you offer a subscription model, right, where someone can pay once a month, it's super easy for someone you know, in month two to be like, ah, I didn't really like that answer. I'm just going to turn this off. Or, ah, oh, you know, we're just really busy and we're not into the feedback thing anymore. So I'm going to turn this off, right? However, if up front you had to pay $100 per person, you committed and put an investment in this single person for as long as they're with you at the company, when you run into those, you know, sort of difficult situations of, ooh, you know, that answer was kind of tough. Well, you know, I'm going to still keep using Know Your Company. I'm going to make sure that this is something that's going to work for us, right? So for us, it aligns exactly with the outcome that we're trying to create. We're trying to have people feel more encouraged about thinking about feedback. Again, not just in terms of this is just a, you know, a little experiment or a thing I'll do for a little bit, and if I like it, I like it, and if I don't, I don't. No, 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 no. That's, that's, not, that's not how you get really good feedback from your employees. That's not how you create an open, honest culture. What you have to do is you have to continually ask for feedback, right? So it encourages this high commitment. And again, we know that that's what's necessary for our product to work. So the pricing is directly in line with, again, that outcome that we're trying to create. It's also simple, right? $100 per person. Simple, easy to remember, and it's different. People ask about it you know, on occasion. Now, the results from this, it's interesting. Because people say, well, Claire, you, know, you don't have any recurring revenue then. Well, in fact, 70% of our revenue from last year was recurring. And what that means is every time one of our companies added someone new, hired someone, it was $100. Right? So what we did is we helped our companies grow. Right? So again, thinking about how the pricing can align with the outcome that, or the value we're trying to create. We, you know, we help our companies grow. And so every single time you know, that they're doing well, they're learning a lot from New York Company, they'll add one person, and it's $100. So again, 70% of our revenue ended up being recurring. So in terms of that takeaway, you know, if, OK, is one-time pricing that might work for your business? Maybe. Maybe not. But thinking about pricing in terms of how it can be aligned with your outcome and how to just keep it simple, that, I think, is something that could be useful for you, know, for you guys here today. And then the last thing I want to share of you know, one thing that we do is just the fact that, yeah, we are two people on purpose. And you know, I'm, I'm sure some of you uh, in here have been at that stage or are currently are in that stage. 
And it's something that we have had the option to grow. Uh, you know, we're a bootstrap company, and so growing, you know, in terms of adding people, it's, it's, it's not as a comfortable experience, but we could do it, definitely. We could do it. But we don't. And it's a very, yeah, explicit, deliberate choice that we make. And the reason for this is because, for us, it forces focus. And, you know, pretty intuitive, right? When you only have two people, you can only work on so many things, right? But the most fascinating thing, especially in working with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of companies who are struggling with growing pains and struggling with, uh, you know, the, the growth of their company, is that focus is the number one thing that they feel like they lack. And it's because, you know, they've hired too many people, you know, taking on too much stuff at the same time, right? So the beauty about having just two people is that it forces us to focus, not because, you know, it's, it's a nice thing or because we have the discipline to. It's just because, no, we actually just have to. We have to, right? The other thing is that it forces quality. It means that, okay, if we are going to only choose to work on this one thing right now, it better be really good. It better be really, really good. So all of a sudden, the bar for what we feel can be uh, you know, helpful for our customers, you know, what is actually going to be something of quality, that goes up. And it's really pushed us as a company to make sure that every single thing that we're putting out the door, whether it's a blog post, whether it's a new feature, whatever it is, is of high quality. And so one thing that we do actually, you know, more tactically in doing this is that we'll take one month and we'll just pick one thing for that month. So maybe it's working on a new email drip campaign. That's the one thing we work on that month. Maybe it's a new onboarding feature. That's the one thing that we work on. We just take one month, one focus, keep things really, really simple. And the funny thing that's resulted from this is that we actually have stopped working on a lot of things that just don't matter in hindsight, right? So a lot of you know, kind of neat ideas that I'll get, you know, we just won't end up working on. And it's actually a great thing because I probably, had I gone down that path, should not have been spending my time towards it. So the things that, you know, you, you try to let go of, right, you know, the, the features that, you know, might bloat your product, the things that you try to let go of, all of a sudden those things do go away when you do have just two people. So take advantage of that smallness and, you know, see it really as, as something that you can use to hone in on picking that one, two things, three things, and doing those things really, really, really well. So these takeaways, these are the things that we've learned for the past two years in running Know Your Company. And it's takeaways that I personally uh, reflect on a lot and try to stay true to, especially as we evolve the business, especially as we think about you know, how we want to change things. And actually, right now, we're in the middle of going through uh, a really big change to the business. I'm excited to share that with you and how we're in the middle of applying some of those takeaways. Um, and actually, I would ask if anyone's live tweeting not to tweet about it yet, because we're hoping to ship this in two weeks and you can talk about it then. Um, but what we're looking to do is move to self-signing. So what would happen is you come to the page, and now you can actually see the product. Now you can sign up, use it for a few weeks, and buy it if you want. Okay, so you know, so why why are we doing that when I just told you that we don't show the product? You know, why why are we making this switch? So ultimately, you know, what we acknowledge is that there are constraints in that manual process that I told you, right? The number of people who are coming through the top of the funnel are inherently going to be less because you know some people just don't have the time to sit down for a 30-minute demo. We get that, right? But ultimately, we want to help more people. We want to help more business owners who are 25 to 75 people who are facing these challenges. 
And so for us, if there's a way where people could come to the site and buy it themselves without having it to be me, because mind you, I do every single demo, right? And sure, I could hire a sales team, but you know, still in, the, in a sense, you know, the, the, the business doesn't scale. So you know, in wanting to help more people, you know, we thought about, okay, well, in moving to self-sign-up, you know, how can we do that? And in fact, a lot of the things, or these takeaways you know, that I shared with you, I mean, this is exactly what we're thinking about as we move to self-sign-up. So in terms of focusing on fit and outcomes, okay, sure. People need to be able to see the product before they buy it, so we'll put it on the site, you know, we'll put a video, we'll put screenshots. But how do we make sure that these people add all of their employees, right? I mentioned that that was a big part of making the product successful. How do we make sure they're the CEO, right? How do we make sure that they're you know, gonna have a high commitment? And for us, what that means is, again, optimizing for trust versus efficiency. So one thing that we're actually gonna do in the onboarding process is when you go to add your people or pick your start date for Know Your Company, instead of there just being some copy and some fields you plug in and then you hit next, what we're gonna try is actually having a video of me talking for about a minute and saying, hey, so I'm gonna ask you to do this thing, it's kind of big, but we're, we're gonna ask that you add all of your employees and not just a slice of them, and it needs to be at least 10, and here's why. You know, we spent two years observing exactly how the product's been used and the best ways, um, you know, in the best cases that it's been used, and so creating trust. Will it take a little bit longer for them to get through that onboarding process because we're gonna have a video instead of just copy where someone can just click? You know, absolutely. But again, for us, what's most important is that these people who are coming to sign up for the product trust us. And it's really, really hard to trust a system, so we cheat a little bit, and what we're getting them to do is trust in a person and having the video trusting in me. So it's something that we're gonna try. The other thing that we're keeping in mind as we move to self-sign-up is we're still going to stay focused on this narrow niche. We're going to have a stringent requirement around you can't sign up for the product unless you have at least 10 people. That if you do want to sign up, you have to be a CEO, a founder, or a manager in the company. So that's something that we're still going to maintain even though we're moving to self-sign-up. We're still going to be really focused on selling to specific situations. So, you know, case studies will be incredibly huge for us as we move to, you know, being, people being able to see the product. It's not just, oh, screenshots of, you know, know your company's UI, but it's screenshots of a know your company question or email that Airbnb used. And here were the exact responses and what the employees exactly said, and then here's the exact action that, uh, you know, the head of design ended up taking from it, right? So being really specific about here's the exact situation that you can use the software. We're actually gonna still keep the same pricing model when we move to self-sign-up too. We're gonna try it out. I'll let you know how it goes. So it'll be still $100 per employee. You'll pay just once. So if you wanna buy it, we'll invoice you. You'll have seven days to pay out the invoice, check, PayPal, credit card, et cetera. And again, it's because of our belief in that outcome of we want people to continually get, be getting that feedback. And then we're still gonna be just be two people, at least for a little bit. Um, and again, you know, I'm not opposed to, of course, eventually, you know, if the needs of the business do become bigger, you know, hiring people. But right now, it's amazing how much we get done. It's amazing how much to our advantage being small has been. And I think it's something that we can continue. So if you're curious about when we're going to launch, if you're curious to take a peek, you know, maybe apply some of the things that we do to your own business, just drop me a note at claire at knowyourcompany.com. Put something like self-sign-up. KYC, microcom, something like that in the subject line, and I'll make sure to send you a personal note when we do launch.
Because, um, yeah, I would love for all of you to hopefully find what we do and what we do well or not so well to be helpful. Because, uh, yeah, that's really why I'm here and why I wanted to come to MicroConf while I was really excited to, to give this talk in particular is, you know, I want to be helpful. I want to take the learnings that we've gained from the past two years, share them. Um, so if, you know, you want to come find me sometime today, talk about, you know, some of the things we've done with our business and how we've been selling the software, definitely would love to talk about that. If you're a founder and you're more curious about, okay, I, you know, I just grew to 12 employees and I'm trying to figure out how to make sure to get honest feedback, let's talk about that. Would love to share, you know, what we've learned from the hundreds of companies we've worked with. And then lastly, if you're looking to use technology as a way to get to know your company better and want to actually check out the product, uh, you know, I'd love to give you a demo, whether it's here, we can sign up for one, do one later, um, but I would love to offer three free employee accounts if you do end up buying. Just make sure to mention MicroConf to me. So, yeah, thank you so much for your guys' time today. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for joining me again this week for this MicroConf refresh episode. A reminder that in two days, you will hear the audio from tomorrow's MicroConf on-air live stream. I hope you enjoy that. And of course, back next Tuesday morning, with our third founder story talk from this one from MicroConf Starter 2019. Hope to see you then.